Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, this will be for chapter 20 of Ezekiel. The heading reads, For their deliverance from Egypt to the day of Ezekiel, Israel had rebelled and failed to keep the commandments. In the last days, the Lord shall gather Israel and restore his gospel covenant. When the elders of Israel came to inquire of Ezekiel concerning the Lord's word, the Lord would not respond. The reason is given in the rest of chapter 20. The Lord told Ezekiel to remind them of the covenant he had made with Israel and the great blessings he had given them and also of how the people had rebelled against him. He then instructed Ezekiel to remind them of their current apostate condition, which was just like their father's. If the elders really wanted God's word, they would have obeyed that which they had already had from from his prophets. God will not be mocked. He will not give more to those who reject that which he has already given. That was from the Institute Manual. I'm going to drop down to verse um, 33. This is regarding the gathering in the last days. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out will I rule over you. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein ye are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. Ezekiel prophesied of the captivity and scattering of Israel and also of the gathering in the latter days. He said this gathering would be accompanied or would be accomplished through revelation and would be accompanied by manifestations of the Lord's power. Orson Pratt, in a discourse in Salt Lake City in March of 1871, spoke of the fulfillment of Ezekiel's prophecy. You young men who sit here on these seats will live to see the times of the Gentiles fulfilled. The mission which you will receive, young men, will will be to go to the scattered remnants of the house of Israel among all the nations and kingdoms of the Gentiles, to search them out and proclaim to them the message restored by the angel that it may be preached to Israel as well as to the Gentiles. That is your destiny, that young men, is, is what the Lord will require at your hands. And you will have the pleasure of gathering them up by thousands, tens of thousands, and hundreds of thousands from the islands of the sea and from all quarters of the earth, for that will be a day of power far more than it is while the while the gospel continues among the Gentiles. When the day of his power comes, they, Israel, will be willing to hearken. They will gather up to their promised land, for it will be the day of the Lord's power." In what, in what respect will there be power manifested then, as power was manifested when the Lord brought Israel from the Egyptian nation into the wilderness of Sinai and spoke to them by his own voice? So will the power of Almighty God be made manifest among all the nations of the earth when he brings about the redemption and restoration of his people Israel. Or, in other words, the former display of power will be eclipsed for that which was done in one land among the Israelites and Egyptians in the wilderness will be performed among all nations. So will he plead with Israel in the latter days and show forth his mighty hand and power when he gathers when he gathers them from the nations and he will give revelation as he did to their fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt. The prophecies of Ezekiel and the interpretation of Orson Pratt are now being fulfilled. Passing under the rod is a figure of speech that alludes to the custom of tithing the sheep. The sheep were all penned and only one sheep could come out at once. The shepherd counted, and as the tenth came out, he marked it with the rod dipped in vermilion and said, This is set apart for the Lord. That was by Clark. Thus the converted Israelites will be the Lord's just as tithing is. And that's uh, out of the manual. 
Verse 35, And I will bring you into the wilderness of the people, and there will I plead with you face to face. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod to be numbered as the flock, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. And I will purge out from among you the the rebels and them that transgress against me, and I will bring them forth out of the country where... They sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, go ye, serve ye every one his idols, and hereafter also, if ye will not hearken unto me, but pollute ye my holy name, no more with your gifts and with your idols. For in mine holy mountain, meaning the temple, and in the mountain of the height of Israel, saith the Lord God, there shall all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, serve me. There will I accept them, and there will I require your offerings and the first fruits of your oblations with all your holy things. I will accept you with your sweet savor when I bring you out from the people and gather you out of the countries wherein ye have been scattered, and I will be sanctified in you before the heathen. So these are people that are joining the church and, and making covenants. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I shall bring you into the land of Israel, into the country for which, for the which I lifted up mine hand, or covenanted, to give it to your fathers. And there shall be, there shall ye remember your ways and all your doings wherein ye have been defiled. And ye shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for all your evils that ye have committed. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have wrought with you for my name's sake, not according to your wicked ways, nor according to your corrupt doings. O ye house of Israel, saith the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face toward the south and drop thy word, or preach toward the south and prophesy against the forest of the south field or the Negev. The forest of the field in the south is a figure denoting the kingdom of Judah, the southern part of the land of Israel. The forest is a figure signifying the population or the mass of people. Individual men are trees. The green tree is a figurative representation of the righteous man and the dry tree of the ungodly. The fire which Jehovah kindles is the fire of war. From the terrible fierceness of the fire which cannot be extinguished, everyone will know that God has kindled it, that it has been set in judgment. Sent in judgment. That was by Kiel and Delich. The Lord further described in the next chapter the terribleness of the wrath of war that would come upon Judah. Verse 47, And say to the forest of the south, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will kindle the fire in thee, and it shall devour every green tree in thee. And every dry tree, the flaming, fl- the flaming flame, shall not be quenched, and all faces from the south to the north shall be burned therein. And all flesh shall see that I, the Lord, have kindled it, it shall not be quenched. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, they say of me, doth he not speak parables? Uh, anyway, so that shows here the gathering of Israel in the last days and the covenant that will be made to us. And that's the end of the chapter. We'll see you next time. Bye.